Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. No, it doesn't hurt, but I have a question. Is it going to leave a scar? Yes, it will. But face it, it could have been worse. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip as we talk about trauma and things that cause us to have to have a new normal as we get into some scarring may occur. I'll see you on the flip. Hi and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to be looking at the aftermath of what happens when there has been some type of trauma intense change, abrupt new direction, and the aftermath of what happens, how the impact manifests itself. One of the things that I remember when I was a little kid was an injury I sustained running when I was not supposed to be running. I hit my head on a piece of um, marble countertop and it created a gash in my forehead close to my hairline. And I remember my mother and uh, I remember being in the car on the interstate as they rushed uh, to take me to uh, the hospital. And I even remember them uh, waiting with me as uh, the doctor gave me stitches. And to this day, I have a scar in uh, my forehead, right, almost in the middle, uh, right in my hairline, and just a little bit below it. And I'm reminded of it daily (laughs) Um, to the point where I have to kind of like put a little bit of um, mascara or some type of covering over it, or it, you'll definitely be able to see the scarring. And I was thinking about that that it happened when I was a small child. And so it, it was it was sad because I remember the incident. I remember that I must have been in great pain. I remember there was a lot of blood. But the thing that I remember the most is the scar because it's a constant reminder uh, that something happened. It's almost as if it's a memorial to take note that I sustained something that was a turning point in my life. And today I want to talk with you about what the wisdom is behind 
scars and uh, how we can take that and turn it into something that's good to help us to go forward. Uh, There are so many different ways that I wanted to take today's message and wisdom and talk with you with regards to scars. And I was like, we only have so much time. So what I want to do is just have this conversation with you that hopefully you'll gather pieces of wisdom to be able to apply them to however they will fit and work for you in your life. And the first thing I'm going to say is, this too shall pass. The pain that you are enduring, the discomfort and the discombobulation of how you're being thrust into a new normal, a new way of life, or how you're trying to get back to what seems an insurmountable distance to a sense of stability and normality. It's going to work out. But I do want to say that some scarring may occur. Now, fast forward to when I'm in uh postgraduate school and I'm first dealing with trauma and shock uh, as a therapeutic model in my graduate studies. And I read this this quintessential work uh, called The Wounded Healer and start to learn how, you know, you don't have to be uh you don't have to bleed all over everyone to help, but you also don't want to be so scarred uh, that you don't help. And I-, I thought it was a paradox at the time because it was a new concept to me, first and foremost, but it was also the first time that I was having to face and deal with the reminders of tough times and of things that I went through. And this was a big eye opener for me that most scarring most marks, if you will, that signify high trauma, that signify that you've gone through something are invisible. And it's like, are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) And so what I started to realize at that particular time in my life, that the scars that are prevalent in most people have nothing to do with blemishes on the surface of the skin they have more so to do with the eruption of emotional hair triggers and uh, stances of vigilance of self-defense that we erect at the least provocation. And they peek their heads out to showcase themselves as often as possible without most people even realizing that I'm dealing with the scar tissue. I'm dealing with the aftermath of the trauma. And so today, let's deal with it. Now, we don't have time to go through, you know, a deep therapeutic model. So bear with me as unfortunately, we do have to keep it kind of surface level, but hopefully you'll get some insights and um, some inspirations and some points to ponder to help you move forward. All right. So If you are listening to this around the time of its recording, we are still, as a people, as a nation, as a global community, dealing with the rampages of a pandemic. And it is now, you know, 
long enough for people to have started to deal with being locked up with each other, stir crazy. There are already reports coming out of rises in violence, whether it be child abuse, domestic violence, uh, or um, t- crimes of passion, if you will, uh, knife st- uh, knife uh, stabbings, and uh, just different weird things that happen when people are forced to be in close proximity for a longer than usual amount of time. And I knew that this was going to happen. It's just that I didn't want to, you know, dwell on it because it wasn't in our, in, in my face and our face, but it is nonetheless, it's really, it's there. And I don't want this to come off as being very heavy or uh, very Debbie Downer. I do just simply want to say that some scarring may occur. And if you have a scar, if you, if you get through this particularly trying time to the point where you can be healed and your wound stops bleeding and it turns into a scar, I want you to understand that just because it has scarred does not mean that it has completely healed. And there are going to be some things that go uh, left untreated, but when they start to show up and you start to see them, understand that you can deal with it, you can grow from it, and you can be all the better for it. All right. So thank you for helping me or allowing me to have that little intro. Now, let's get into the nitty gritty of what it means to go through uh, traumatic affairs and events. And the best way for me to present this to you is for us to think wide and large instead of uh, in the minutia and the detail. And Congratulations, you are now going to go down in history as part of a generation that went through something that was major. And it seems almost eerily uh, weird that, especially in the United States, that 19, almost 19 years ago, we as a country went through something that was horrific as well uh, when we had to endure 9-11. And it seems like maybe every other generation or a couple of generations, there is something that marks a people uh, in a way that every one of them can recall what you were doing or how it affected you, what you sacrificed, what you lost, what you gained, how you changed. And for us, it's this. It's it's going to be this. It's not going to be the Great Recession of, tw- of 28, uh, 2008. It's not going to be uh, the economic impact as much as it's going to be the scarring and how we healed from going through a traumatic process. So I am wanting to help you to understand that you, yes, you, are going through something that is going to leave a mark on you. I wish it didn't, but it is. Whether it's going to leave a mark on you that you can see and feel uh, physically, or one that you can feel and exhibit uh, 
uh, psychically or emotionally, nonetheless, it's going to be there. And the reason why it's going to be there is because this is one of those foundationally uh, impactful events. And we're not even through it. There are going to continue to be uh, more things we go through. Some people are going to have to sacrifice and lose a lot that makes no sense. There are going to be things that continue to happen that have no rhyme or reason. And it's going to try our souls and it's going to cause us to have that dark night of the soul where you meet all of the unfiltered truths about humanity and have to endure and come through it. And because that's what we're in the midst of, I want to hopefully help you to become a little wiser and a little stronger as you navigate this weird and very spiky, treacherously, uh, uh, treacherous obstacle field terrain that you're about to go through. So there are some things that we can uh, we can glean and we can learn as we we go through, and there are. It's not where. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, tell you to be delusional or any of that kind of stuff. I simply want you to be able to be in the best, best predicament to deal with the, the fallout, the aftermath and all of that. And so one of the things that I want to have you hopefully uh, realize and do is that you're going to have to stare down the effects of what's happening. One of the hardest things for us to do when we go through some type of trauma or some type of mass event that leaves us stumped and speechless and not knowing is that we try to play ostrich in the sand, look away from it, diminish it, turn it into a hoax or or make ourselves invincible. And that is the furthest thing that we need to do. Instead, a lot of your power comes through understanding that I don't know everything. There is a high degree of unknowing, confusion, uncertainty, and it sucks. It is scary. The other day I did a podcast that talked about uh, scared but not scary meaning that you don't turn your internally unchecked, unfeathered, unfettered, uh, unfiltered reactions of fear onto others. Don't become that person. Don't become that bully. Uh, And this is more of the same. What I want you to do is to remember that you're still alive, you're still here, and you have the opportunity to still change and, and be great at it and embrace your new normal. We inherently have a high adaptability factor. And when we have global events like this, it is those who are able to embrace their ability and their need for survival to kick in to be able to adapt to new situations that they begin to thrive. During a war-torn time of Europe in World War II, Church and Winshill Winston Churchill, excuse me, guys, is noted for saying to improve is to change. So to be perfect is to have changed often. 
And even with the scarring that might happen, and I'm not just talking about the scarring that they say having the coronavirus couldn't possibly leave on your lungs. I am talking about the scarring that happens when you have gone through a uh, psychic battle of trying to survive and make it make sense and navigate through the uncertainty and live to see another day without losing touch with reality. And so he goes on to say of change and the like, he goes on to say that there is really nothing more impressive intellectually or otherwise than to change long held beliefs, opinions, and habits. I want to pause right there because when you come up against things that force you to change your long held beliefs, opinions, and habits, doesn't feel good because it feels like your power to choose, your power to believe as you will and do as you know is ripped from you, it throws you off your game and it puts you into a hypervigilant state. And you got to be careful about hypervigilance because being in that state for too long as a defense mechanism can turn into a bad case of PTSD. And we don't want that. But Churchill goes on to say of this change, he says, but the more you've changed, the better you probably are. So I want you to get to the point where you realize that, yes, some scarring may occur. It may not look good, but it does not have to be something that holds you hostage for the rest of your life. You see, there's a weird thing about scars. We always want them to fade. And sometimes they do. But the ones that usually fade are the ones that they didn't do much. They didn't cause us to have to make as many changes as those big ones. You see, it's those big ones that denote that a battle went on here. Something big happened. And like I said, they become a memorial to that impactful time and that collision of uh, what happened to you. And those very rarely go away, very rarely. And so it's imperative for us to remember that change is what makes the perfection come. And when you're able to change, when you're able to get past yourself, get past long-held beliefs, opinions, and habits, you're able to change and you're able to become better and thus It means that your completion, which is perfection, is able to be administered and achieved. Yeah, and there's still possibly a scar, but you're the better for it. And so understanding yourself in times like this is going to be really good because we also tend to get a very accurate snapshot of our weaknesses, our strengths, our uh, beliefs that have been shallow or have been misplaced. And it's hard to have a, um, excuse me, it's uh, to have an inventory of accuracy about the whole real you instead of the narratives that we tell ourselves to make it through our days. There's a um, talk show host by the name of Karen Hunter, and she said something provocative the other day about how uh, people want to be led and, and, and how they choose their leadership. 
And I want to read this because she was talking about it with regards to somebody else. But I want you to think about it with regards to you as how you have led your life up to this point. And so Karen Hunter says, we're required to see what the end game is. She goes on to say, of the people who you follow, ask yourself, why do you follow them? What are they providing for you that you can't provide for yourself? And if they're not giving you the tools to build instead of uh, every day you, you are forced or need or feel that you have to come and suckle, then that's not leadership. And I chose to pull this one out because when you have a, a, a impactful event like a global shutdown due to a pandemic, the person you were, the avatar that you knew as yourself is no longer there. Know why? <laughs> because if you think about it, there some of the biggest um, macabre, if you will, or gallows humor that's going around at this particular time is where people are showing the juxtaposition between now and last month. There are people over and over again talking about who they were four weeks ago and how different they are four weeks, I mean, into the present. And I want you to, if you will, if you dare, to understand that that person, that avatar of who you thought you were, you can't follow that person anymore. You can't identify with that person because that's BC, before coronavirus, before COVID-19. And then you've got to be AD now, after the destruction, after the disease of, uh, of that. And you've got to get to the point where you understand how to lead yourself in today's reality. And, and understanding these things will help you to become very strong. Um, every time I, I think about what people are going through, I am reverted back to how my grandparents were after having gone through the Great Depression when they were children. And they told us of the biggest impact, and it was a financial one, and that was to be very thrifty, to save, and to always plan for a rainy day, understanding that sunshine is not always guaranteed. Good times are definitely very tenuous at best. And so always putting back a little bit, saving for that rainy day, saving for that time when it's ripe for making some scars. And they talked of, um, not they, when I uh, looked at some remarks of researchers and sociologists who studied that particular era, they talked about how the survivors of uh, the Great Depression came through and even well into their advanced years, they tended to be more conservative. They tended to be uh, more uh, constricted on how they looked at life and opportunity and risk, please. Their, their threshold and tolerance for risk went way down. 
I am not trying to tell you what to do or how to look at your life. I would not dare do that because we never know how we will react until the event shows up. And so you're still going through the event. I'm still going through the event. Nobody knows unless they can prove that they are time travelers that have come back to our time. But what I will say is that if you go in understanding that there's going to be some aftermath. There's going to be some scarring. You're going to take some cuts, some nips, some bruises, and you're going to come out on the other side, scathe. <laughs> you're going to come out changed, but it's going to be okay because those scars will simply be the memorial, uh, the site, the reminder of what you went through instead of a constant torture for what you went through. So if you will, gather what you can of your situation and know that you know that this too shall pass and understand that things tend to work out if you expect them to do so. If you need to, future cast yourself one year from today and make your future self so darn uh, enjoy it, um, enjoyable. Uh, make your future self everything that you want and need it to be and believe it and work toward it. You all will be amazed at our ability to enact our futures based on what we visualize, expect and work toward and do that. Don't be stymied by what's happening right now. Yes, it is real. You are being beat up, but all hope is not lost. There is a way past this and you will heal. You know, that's the whole thing. When you take a cut, when you take a punch, a bruise, if it turns into a wound and a wound is made to be healed. And if you play your cards right, the scars that remain will be signs of uh, the fact that you made it through. They'll be teaching points to help you to never forget lest you get into that situation again. And if you use the wisdom of the situation and understand how to navigate through, instead of those scars causing you to have psychic issues emotionally, uh, you'll be able to Look and see how much you've changed and be grateful for the change and be grateful for understanding. Yes, this was real. I went through this, but I also learned a lot. I also embraced the newness that was offered. No, I'm not the same person. And that's okay because I'm here today and I took what was given. I played the cards I had and I came out on the other side. And each and every day, I plan to be better and newer and greater than I was before. Again, remember that change is really all we have. And if Winston Churchill, in the midst of uh, his country's greatest uh, uh, landmarks being demolished by these blitzkrags and bombings every night, just tearing things down, if he can dare to say that change of your long-held beliefs, opinions, and habits, understanding that and moving forward with change that that is how it's going to be better and that 
To improve is to change and to be perfect is to have changed often. The least we can do is dare to embrace that as well and know that, yes, some scarring may occur. And those changes are going to be okay. They are not a mark of defeat. They are not going to be a mark of disfigurement of anything, whether it be physically or emotionally. They are simply going to be there as wonderful little reminders that we made it through, we survived, and we came out on the other end better. Um, This is something that I wrote down and I was like, is this really for today? Um, I actually have it for another podcast that I'm going to be talking to you guys about in the near future. But it's a, a famous quote by Mark Twain. And this is what it says. It says, it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they've been fooled. And what I want to say in regards to Mark Twain's tongue-in-cheek quote is that you don't have to be fooled uh, to believe that you're less than what you were before. If anything, the changes that you go through, the way you work with them and you move and you grow and you change, you can be better than you were before. And so I don't want you to uh, get caught up in the hype of thinking that you have to be diminished. I don't want you to drink from the cup of mass hysteria to where you deplete your your soul's ability to rebound and rejuvenate and heal and uh, bounce back. I want you to know that no matter what, whether it be carnage in the streets, yes, you're going to change. No, you're not having to do it alone. You're doing it globally. The whole world is right there with you. You're never alone and you will have a a tomorrow. And heck, if you believe it and work toward it with unwavering faith in your future, you will have that that better uh, tomorrow. And ask me how I know is because it has happened more often than I can count in my life and in the lives of others. There is a reason why we have hope, faith, and love because that trio propels us to live another day, to love, to have hope, and to know that there is life past today. You know, when you wake up tomorrow and you see that the sun is still shining, we have air to breathe, and we have life coursing through our bodies, that means that you got granted another dispensation, another brand new mercy to get up and live your life and make it the best you can be, scars and all. So guess what? Yeah, my time is up. I do thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Please don't forget to look at the show notes, check them out, like, share, subscribe. And if you like what we're doing here, please tell others. And I appreciate you so much. And I want you to know that it's fine. It gets better and you can expect better. This is simply just another change and you're going to be fine. You've been made to change. So because this is a daily podcast, guess what? I'm going to see you tomorrow. Thank you so much. And I will talk with you tomorrow. Bye.
And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.